Hey, it's me, robot announcer lady. Please don't skip this part. It's all I have. After these upcoming show announcements, it's back to darkness. Gabriel will be in Gig Harbor June 9th. Puyall up June 10th. Forks, Washington June 11th. You can't go to Forks though. It's a private event where Gabriel will be publicly bombing. He'll also probably eating somewhere twilight themed with his daughters that day in Forks. June 13th, Portland. That's a Monday. Weird. Aberdeen, June 16th. Moses Lake, June 17th. Tigard, Oregon. June 18th. Bunch of other shit after that. For all of Gabriel's show dates and ticket links go to gabrielrutledge.com. Or don't. If you would like to support this podcast by subscribing for $5 a month, click the Substack link in the episode notes. You won't get any extra episodes, but Gabriel will think warm thoughts about you. And now it's time for the drive home with Gabriel Rutledge. Play the royalty-free hip-hop music. Now here's your host, Gabriel. Oh, here we go. Podcasting. I have a cold. I know, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Gabe or Gabriel, if you don't feel well, you don't need to podcast. But that's how much commitment I have to the thousands, I'm sorry, I'm just hearing out, hundreds of people who listen to this podcast. I'll play Hurt. I'm not gonna little I'm not gonna let a little cold stop me from boring my listeners. I mean it's probably a cold. It also could be monkeypox. I did have unprotected sex with a monkey, but you know. I was in Gold Beach, Oregon. What else is there to do? I was staying in this uh I mean, it was a hotel, but it was like a condo in Gold Beach, Oregon. With me, the middle act, who was also the producer, the host, two kids, and two ladies, and one bathroom. Which means day two of our two days, uh... I mean, they invited me to go to the aquarium. They were going to go to the Gold Beach Aquarium. But no, I don't have my kids. I'm not going to go to some dumb aquarium unless my kids make me. So I was there, and then I noticed, oh boy, we're out of toilet paper. Which makes sense, you know? There's seven butts and one toilet. TP's going to go fast. So then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go get more toilet paper from the front desk. But it's like a block away because they own like these three different hotels, all one right after another. So I walk, I don't know, 80 yards, get the toilet paper. And then I'm like walking back, holding two rolls of toilet paper. And it's basically Highway 101 that that goes down into a town. So it's like this busy road, RVs, semi-trucks flying by me. I'm just carrying two rolls of toilet paper. And then someone slowed down. 
and they were like, hey, you were great last night. And then I raised my two rolls of toilet paper and waved back and said, thank you very much for I am the king of show business. And now it's time for the comment of the week. Comment of the week is sponsored by toilet paper. We're the only animal that needs it, but boy do we need it. Toilet paper. I posted a picture yesterday on uh, Instagram and Facebook. It was just me on a beach. Gold beach. It was about 55 degrees, pouring down rain, wind blowing like crazy. So I, I just posted the picture uh, with hashtag Northwest, hashtag beach life. Because that's really what a Northwest beach is. There's about six weeks a year where it's above 60 degrees at a Northwest beach. I mean, people go surfing, but it's like the water temperature that would kill you after 30 minutes if you weren't wearing a wetsuit. But yeah, I took this picture of myself wearing a red hoodie, hair flying everywhere. Did I think to myself when I took this picture, God, you're a sexy man. People are probably going to comment about how attractive you are. No, I did not think that. I just thought, hey, this picture is a good representation of how shitty the weather is here on this northwest beach. Also, you know, I'm a professional comedian. It's also a little bit of like, hey, by the way, I'm in Gold Beach. If you're nearby, I have two more shows tonight just to let you know, social media world. I post the picture, I don't think about it. I go and get some toilet paper, things are going well. I look at Facebook a little while later. First comment underneath my picture of me in a hoodie with my hair flying on a Northwest beach said, look mom, a walrus is wearing a hoodie. I do is travel the world bringing joy to people. I leave my family to bring joy to people. I'm not a roast comedian. I don't travel the world making fun of people. I mean, sure, it happens sometimes, but I'm not a roast comedian. Why comment that? Why? People of the world, do you think when a comedian posts something, it's your turn to open mic night? I actually don't even think it was a comment on my size. I think just sort of with the hoodie, it kind of looked like a walrus. But still, what goes through your head when you're like, I'm going to comment that he looks like a walrus. I'm sure that'll go well. 
Jesus fucking Christ. I'm trying to have a good day out here. I'm already out of toilet paper. I got a cold. I'm staying with 48 other people in a condo. Now I look like a walrus in a hoodie. Fuck you. Anyway, I got him back by commenting nothing. I just don't, I don't understand it. I don't. I shouldn't complain because every female comedian I know would be like, oh, you got your feelings hurt because someone said you look like a walrus in a hoodie? Well, here is some horrific shit I get commented every day. I understand that. I get that. Part of being a public person is uh, people get to comment in a way, you know, if I worked at State Farm Insurance and I posted a picture of me on a beach, I don't think my coworkers would say, you look like a walrus in a hoodie. Because that's like a, not a normal human interaction you would have with a real person. But I'm not a real person. So when I post things, people go, I'll show the comedian how funny I am. I mean, some of it is fine. Some of it is like, you know, anytime I post a picture that slightly could be construed as creepy, someone puts, get in the van, because I used to have a joke about getting in the van. I get that. Fine. Thanks for remembering. Look, Mom, it's a walrus in a hoodie. Jesus Christ. someone else liked it and said, ha ha, that hurt worse. That hurt worse. And then I complained to my wife about it. Just a mild, these are mild complaints, but I'm just saying, I just said to my wife, like, really? Wallace in a hoodie? Like, what? Why would someone say that? And then my wife gets mad. And then she's like, can I comment something to him? I'm like, no, no, you cannot. So then she posts, you look sexy on the beach or some shit like that. That's worse. That's embarrassing. I didn't look sexy on the beach. I looked like a walrus wearing a hoodie. That's how my wife supports, by the way. very uh, extreme level of support. There's it, there's not a lot between one and ten. But if it's like if I if I tell my wife like uh, something bothered me or someone hurt my feelings, I don't know what I want. Sometimes I I don't know what I want. I guess I want her to. I'm not sure what I want from her. I'm just venting. But often her reaction is, "Do you want me to kill them?" I will go to where they work and murder them. Will that help? And I'm like, well, that's... I appreciate that, sweetie, but that's a little... That's a little extreme. I need a level of support somewhere in between indifference 
and a felony. I'm like, oh, I had a tough show last night. The crowd sucked. She's like, that's terrible. Do you want me to find out where they work and go murder them? Like, easy, baby. Easy. I'm uh, I'm exaggerating, of course. Uh, there's usually not threats of murder, but it is it is it is funny if I'm like, you know, uh, oh, so and so said this to me, and I didn't like it, and she'll just be like, well, they're a fucking moron anyway. Who gives a shit what they say? I hope they die in a fire. I'm like, all right, baby. I'm gonna try and stay on your good side. Seems safer. Also, I can't help but look creepy. Because I have resting creepy face, okay? Or resting angry face. There's pictures of me with my children. Or I swear to God, I was having a perfectly fine day. There, there's, there's a picture of me uh, trailing behind, I think, my youngest Olive on a, on, a, on a bike with training wheels. And I'm just, like, walking behind her. It looks like someone should call the cops because a terrible man is about to kidnap a small child. But it's my own daughter, and I swear to you, I was having a perfectly fine day. But I have resting asshole face. I can't help it. That's how God made me, okay? God made me a walrus. What do you what do you, what do you want? And yeah, I was wearing a red hoodie. Twelve people who commented I look like E.T. phone home. I picked out the color of this hoodie. It was between black and red. And I'm like, okay, red. I've had a lot of black and gray hoodies in my life. Let's get a red one. It's just like school, you know? Where you think you look good. You ever had that happen when you were a kid? I remember one day in seventh grade. You know, when you're a kid, you're like, I could be anything, right? I could be a guy who wears football jerseys to school. I could be a guy who wears, like, back in my day, a lot of kids wear, like, penny loafers to school. I could be a skater kid, and every day you get to choose. You're like, I'm not a fully formed person yet. I could be anything. One day I went a little out of character. Actually, I think it was eighth grade. A little out of character. I wore a sweater to school. Was it three different tones of brown? Yes, it was. But I thought, hey, I'm looking pretty good in my new sweater. Okay? Maybe I'm not that well known at Jefferson Middle School, home of the Jaguars. But that was before I was sweater guy. Oh, Gabe? The guy who wears the cool sweaters? That was going to be my new identity. The guy with the giant bowl cut? I mean, the giant glasses and a bowl cut? The really 
really short, pudgy kid? No, those are all, that's the old me. I'm Sweater Gabe. Hey ladies, Sweater Gabe's here. I go to the first class wearing my sweater. Already a little regret, they're a little hotter than I thought. The sweater life is not for sweaty people. The sweat life and the sweater life do not go together. So already, first period, I think by the time I got off the bus, I was sweating a little bit. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I'm a sweater guy. Maybe this isn't for me, but then I'm like, no, stick with it, okay? Fashion is pain. It's worth it. I sit down on my first class, my first class. Someone looks over and they go, nice fucking sweater. In my mind, the entire class, including the teacher, laughed till they cried. In reality, it was probably a couple of chuckles. Guess how many times I've worn a sweater since then? Fucking zero! My sweater dreams dashed. 30-something years later, I'm like, hey, maybe I'm red hoodie guy. Nope. You're E.T., you fat fucking walrus. All I do is bring joy. Look, Mom. It's a walrus and a sweater. I was thinking about this the other day because, uh, you know, I'm a lifelong Seattle Mariners fan. But, like, I don't, I never wore a Mariners cap when I was a kid. I have lots of pictures of me in a Minnesota Twins hat. I had an Oakland A's hat for a while. But I was always like, I, I was trying to remember, why didn't I have a Mariners hat? Or I think I had them, but I never wore them. And then I remembered... When I wore my Mariner's hat to school, kids would make fun of me. They'd be like, Mariner's? They suck. And I'd be like, yeah. And then I went and bought a Twins hat. I mean, if I wear a Mariner's hat, well, I stopped wearing hats once I got long hair because I really look like it's my first day at the gas station when I wear a hat with long hair now. When I wear a hat now, it looks like it came with the hair. Like one of those joke hats with hair attached to it. But yeah, sixth grade or whatever, someone says your hat's stupid. You just don't wear the hat anymore. As an adult, if someone's like, the Mariners suck, I go, they sure do. But they're my suck. I was bullied out of supporting my hometown baseball team. Which I'm not going to blame the bullies. I'm going to blame me on that one. I probably would have wore a Mariner's hat with my three-tone brown sweater. Which would be a weird look, but... I started my week in uh, Turner, Oregon. Which is near Salem. I'd never heard of it. Uh, I, had a couple, I had a couple shows this week where... Uh, they were not easy. You know, a lot a lot of times, uh, 
when you're the headliner, you just kind of roll up, start doing your jokes, and it goes well. I had a couple shows this week where it was like, first two to five minutes, I was like, good boy, here we go. Uh, and Turner was one of those. By the way, if you're listening, thank you, person who came to see me from TikTok uh, and Turner. Thank you for that. Uh, it ended up being okay, but it was, you know. Also, I had just started, and then the, the owner approached the stage and asked if I could tell the owner of a red Honda in the parking lot they were blocking the exit. We have an announcement. What's happening? Okay, somebody, uh, a Honda Accord. Red? Red Honda Accord. Washington plates. Oh, it would be that lady. You got it? take a second to talk about what the fuck happened in my career real quick. Uh, <laughs> 21 years of doing comedy, there's a red Honda blocking us all. It's kind of a, it's kind of weird to admit, but like, don't get me wrong, I want every show to go amazing, but like, and that, at that Turner show, again, my first few minutes, my first jokes are not bombing, but not exactly bringing the house down. It's kind of exciting. It's kind of... Because it doesn't happen that often, I kind of have that feeling of like, oh, shit, okay, I'm going to have to work for this one. I'm going to have to, like... Use some bullets I usually leave in the chamber. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm going to have to, like, talk to the crowd or, like, you know, work a little harder. Same with one of the shows uh, I did in Gold Beach. One of, one of that show, one of those shows started real slow, too. And, uh... You guys enjoying your legal marijuana in Oregon? <laughs> first minute or two doesn't go well, you're like, okay, and I already knew from the previous comic that there was this, you know, this couple in the crowd, uh, Gary and Becky, shout out to them, who had nine kids between them, I think I said something to them, like, the best part about having nine kids is you can leave your 30-year-old in charge of your two-year-old. This guy's named Gary. I have a joke about the name Gary. I mean, that's not the whole joke. It's a joke about, you know, but it was like, I don't even do that joke anymore. But that's, I know a lot of comics uh, listen to this, and I will say, that's okay, hot tip, hot tip. If you have a, if you're talking to the crowd and something comes up that you have a joke about, fucking do it. 
because it's going to seem at least partially spontaneous and it's going to do better than it normally would. And even if it's something you were going to do later in your set, unless you really need it in a particular spot, do it early. This is an old man thing to say, but there's an old man here. Really, there's not everyone here that's fucking young. I'm not. Gary's got nine kids and he's 22. Is that what I'm talking about? How old are you, Gary? 57. 57. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's about right. 57. not for 20 more minutes in my set. No, do it then. Uh, because that really tur that turns the whole thing around. That turned my whole set around uh, my first show in uh, Gold Beach. And that's the, other, that's the other benefit of headlining is like I was watching the show. I got to see the comic before me do crowd work. And so like, I don't know, he, he had a joke. Uh, Ty Boyce, by the way, he had a joke about uh, women having an alter ego when they're drunk, and so, like, I get to build on that. I get to, this lady said something, so I started talking to her about, like, well, do you, does your drunk persona have a name? Does your drunk alter ego have a name? Yes. What is it? Ginger Snaps. Ginger Snaps.
Sometimes you do crowd work as a comedian because it's all, you know, the crowd makes you do crowd work. They just yell shit and you have to do it to survive. But sometimes we have to push it. We have to make crowd work because the crowd is politely staring at us when they're supposed to be laughing. So you're like, I got to mess up this rhythm somehow. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk to these people. I'll make a friend named Ginger Snaps. All right, that concludes your road comedy lesson for the day. I talked to a thruple in Gold Beach. Plus one, a thruple, which look, you do a show in any major city, you're probably talking to a thruple. You're probably talking to someone polyamorous. But Little Gold Beach? Little Gold Beach has their own little thruple? in the crowd, it would be fun, but in Gold Beach, you could see the other people in the town go, what? Like, we know them. We thought they had a younger roommate. And they were, they were super nice. I talked to them after the show, and they, they said they had a great time, and they said I also had fun with them, but they didn't feel like I was, like, making fun of them, which, man... That's really what I'm going for. I, unless you're an asshole to me, then I will tell you I wish you lose your whole house while you're in Reno. But if you're not mean to me, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I'm a nice person. I'm not the kind of person who would comment, look, mom, it's a walrus in a hoodie. That's not me. All right, I want to have fun with a throuple, but not in a mean way. And so the fact that they felt that way at the end of the night was, uh, Nice.
Like the third time in the day, I have to be like, I don't know why they don't fire that bitch either. I'm out. I'm telling you, I'm out. He's laughing a little harder than they are. I think I may be on to something. And also, I was, we were on stage, there was like a, they were using it to prop up a sign, but there was a case of Truly, uh, which is like a, a drink, an alcohol, a seltzer, alcohol seltzer drink, uh, which I was having a little fun with, uh, <laughs> pretending they were a sponsor of the show, taking some drinks out. Yeah, this uh, show is sponsored by Truly. ended the show, the last show in Gold Beach, uh, by giving uh, by giving that thruple one drink. the comedy lessons were over but I lied one one more if you're about to close the show but you get a huge laugh but like you don't need to do any more time you're already over your time you're already at your time but something abnormal happens you get a huge laugh well guess what you're fucking done don't wait for the huge laugh to die down and then go back into what you were gonna do you've had a natural peak to the end of the show good night All right, that concludes the stand-up comedy road comic lessons for the day. Okay, one more. Not about performing. Did you know any hotel that has free breakfast you can just go to? They're not checking IDs. If you're, if you're staying at a Motel 6, but across the street is a Holiday Inn Express, walk on over. Have some powdered eggs and a sausage patty. What, what, what are they going to say? Sir, what room? What room? Got, hey, sir, in the red hoodie who looks like a fat Elliot from E.T. Sir. What room are you in? This breakfast is for patrons only. They're not going to say that. Just walk in. If you really want to sell it, pretend you're on your phone. That way you don't even have to say hi to them. I also like to use a hotel lobby bathroom when I'm driving. 
All right, that concludes the road comedy lessons for the day. That's not a road comedy lesson. That's a traveling lesson for anybody. Post-COVID, uh... One of the weird things that's been happening is... (laughs) People are being, like, incredibly generous monetarily and I think it's probably for a couple reasons I I think one of the reasons is people really missed things like stand-up comedy Uh, maybe even more individually maybe people really missed me doing stand-up comedy but someone who knew me before but I, I also think there's maybe people are sort of they know I'm in an industry that went through some hard times or maybe they think I'm still going through hard times Be- <laughs> uh, I forgot about that I'm, I'm driving past a business I can't remember what beach place I'm in now but I'm I'm driving past a business called Mast Brothers Towing Mast Brothers Like, it's a hazing game you had to get into to get into your college fraternity. Well, before you can be a Delta Delta jerk-off, you gotta become Mast Brothers. <laughs> I mean, if you Google Mast Brothers with Safe Search off, I think a towing company is gonna be pretty far down the list. Thank you for calling Mast Brothers Towing. We'll tug you in the right direction. Anyway, people are being generous. What I mean by that, people are, they're like, hey, I want to buy a t-shirt, but they'll just give me 50 bucks and say, keep it. People are just giving me money for, like, tips. There, A lady in Salem, this sweet woman, in her 70s. I only know that because she sent me a message. She just like, before she left, she's like, I've seen you a bunch of times. I really like you. She gave me a hundred bucks. I mean, it's uncomfortable, but it's appreciated. And I'm not saying this, so I'm not trying to like, drum up more generous people. It's just like, I've noticed when I was in, uh, I, I got a message after I was in Reno from someone who's like, hey, I'd like to give you a tip. What's your Zell? Zell? I don't know what Zell is. It's a way to give people money. I thought he was going to give me like 20 bucks. I got $500. I mean, is there obligation to that? I mean, do I have to blow him now? He gave me $500. Let me rephrase that. Can I blow him now? I mean, I don't want people to just give me... I mean, it felt weird. It felt... It's, like, super appreciated. But it's also, like... You saw me headlining the Laugh Factory in Reno. I'm not, like... It wasn't my make-a-wish. But at the same time, it's like, hey... Awesome. Unexpected windfall. 
I always think that because I used to play the. Uh, there's a game, a board game called Payday. I used to play with my brother because we didn't have TV, so we had to play board games and read books like nerds. Well, we got a TV. We got a little black and white TV uh, when we were in high school, and we only got that because it went with our computer. Which was a VIC-20, which was before Commodore 64. I am a thousand years old. I am an old walrus. Wow, that rain's really coming down. Hashtag Northwest Beach Life. But it was hilarious. We didn't have TV our whole life. And then my brother, he'd be, he was like a junior in high school. I was a freshman in high school. We're rushing home after school to watch like DuckTales and Chippendale's Rescue Rangers followed by the Rockford Files because that's all we had we didn't have cable we, we, we only got with the antenna we got our local Fox channel so what was on there is what we watched anyway we used to play this game called Payday and, uh, you know, it was like, for some reason when you're a kid, pretending you're an adult is really fun. Like, oh, I'm paying bills. I'm, you know, I'm getting a paycheck. But one of, one of the cards was unexpected windfall. And that, every time that happens to me, every time some money shows up I wasn't expecting, I'm like, unexpected windfall. Nice. You know, every once in a while I'll get uh, residuals from uh, a show I did called Comedy.TV. One time it was 1500 bucks. Just a check for 1500 bucks showed up. And I was like, nice unexpected windfall. But, uh, yeah, again, I'm not saying this because I'm trying to have people give me more money. But, man, it is. Especially since I... Just had to pay the IRS almost $1,600. Uh, I guess, I, guess I, I said that a few episodes ago. That like I, We thought we were going to get all this money back. And then the IRS sent a letter that said, You made an error. It could be one of these five things. Call us and we'll tell you which fuck up you did. Which was, you know, it's a ridiculous system. Tell me what I did wrong. Uh... I finally, I called every day, a couple times a day for weeks. Uh, they kept saying, call back again, we're busy. Finally, uh, I got through, a very nice gentleman uh, said, ah, here's the problem. He was like, did you do QuickBooks? No, it's not QuickBooks, TurboTax. He's like, did you do TurboTax? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, I've had like 400 phone calls from people who did TurboTax because of the way they worded one of their questions. So one of the questions was, I can't remember it now, but it was like, uh, it was asking if you had received some sort of tax rebate pandemic thing in 2021, which we did. Uh, but the way it was worded was like, it was like, click if you haven't received a tax dividend pandemic relief thing. And so it kind of looked like, click if you did. 
So I think Christy was doing it. And she, so she clicked, yeah, we received it. Uh, and so we shouldn't, it was the wrong click. Click if you didn't. And so uh, apparently, even though we didn't ask for it, they gave us that, but it was like they took it out of our taxes. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we gave you this amount of money early because it was a pandemic, but we are taking it back now. Uh, so it went from us getting money back to us owing $1,500. Whatever, we'll be fine. I have a very rich benefactor who's making Zell payments to me. We'll be fine. It's not like we didn't enjoy that money when we got it in 2021. We just didn't know we had to pay it back. What kind of gift is that, federal government? And also, you know, if you're self-employed, Especially since this was the first year we actually did the taxes ourselves, and obviously it didn't go well, so maybe we should go back to a professional, but I was stunned at how much they just ask you to make up what happened in the year. Like, there's not... I don't have receipts. I don't have... I mean, more than half the money I make, there is no paper trail for. You know, it's just people giving me cash or whatever. So they're just asking you to like, hey, uh, make up some numbers that kind of looks like it was your year. Which I did. But if we wouldn't have clicked the wrong box, we, <laughs> we could have made the year look like we didn't owe money. Do you know what I mean? Not to, I'm not suggesting fraud, I'm just saying. But you can't go back and do that retroactively. What a stupid system. Where the government just goes, tell us what you think you owe. And then you're like, is it this? And they're like, ah, wrong answer. You know, it's interesting about, you know, when I'm complaining about people saying mean things to me in my comments like a little bitch, like I am right now. Uh, well, a little bitch wouldn't look like a walrus. Maybe a baby walrus. What's a baby walrus way? Is it 220 pounds? first thing in the morning if you haven't eaten and you've just taken a shit with no clothes on is that what a baby walrus weighs? Because that's what I weigh. But I've talked to my wife about this where she tells me people try to be funnier to me than they normally would in conversation. Which I don't notice but I don't know. 
she says she sees it. Like when people are talking to me that maybe don't know me that well, they feel somehow obligated to try to be funny in my presence. Which is funny because I feel no obligation to be funny to them. And I'm the one who's supposed to be a professional comedian, but... It is kind of weird, though. I mean, it's... I wouldn't go to, like, a plumber's house, use their bathroom, and come back out and be like, is that the high-flow toilet you got there? I checked under the sink. That's some pretty solid work. But comedy's a weird job. Also, if I was a plumber and I posted a photo of me on the beach, I doubt anyone would say, look, Mom, it's a walrus in a hoodie. Anyway, fun week. Thank you, Turner, Oregon, Salem, Oregon, and Gold Beach, Oregon. Of all the Oregons, you're the Oregonist.